Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sped in a Nutshell. I am your host, Amanda Catherine Nutt Logan, and I come to you as an educator with over a decade of experience with students with disabilities from the mild learning disabilities to the severe and profound. I have worked with many students that have required behavior assessments, especially students with autism spectrum disorder and students with emotional disabilities. Now, there are several ways to identify problem behavior, with the most effective being a team collaboration. Most of the problem behaviors where the student is engaging in are an attempt to avoid or gain something. So, for example, if I had a student that was always shouting out in class, his goal is to obtain attention. So, that is the function of his behavior. And when we think about the function of behavior, we need to realize that behavior is a form of communication. So functional behavior assessments are used to identify and address behavioral concerns. They are usually focused on the areas of concern that require attention and a functional behavior assessment is carried out to collect data about the challenging behaviors in order to identify the underlying causes of the behavior. The goal of an FBA is to understand the function. So what is this child trying to obtain or what are they trying to communicate with us so a plan can be developed. Behavior plans that are based on FBAs are much more likely to be effective and produce results. There are several ways to document behavior. Most often I have used have been positive or negative reinforcement. Most recently, one of my students would hide during our virtual sessions. When I conducted the FBA, it was concluded that the behavior was to escape the academic tasks that were being placed in front of him. Once we discovered the function, I spoke with his mother since she is his primary instructor and we came up with the solution that there is a highly desired game that he likes to play and if he would sit and attend during our sessions then she would allow him time with his video game and it has been incredibly effective because he finds that video game highly motivating and so he will do whatever we ask of him in order to obtain that item another way of reinforcing the behavior is using negative reinforcement and I've had students in the past that would shout out in class, make rude remarks. And since the function of the behavior was to gain attention, I chose to move this student away from his peers. And, you know, he was, it was outlined very clearly to him what he would need to do to rejoin the group. So, you know, he had a behavior contract and we said, I will sit at my desk nicely. I will use a nice voice. I will raise my hand when I would like a turn to speak. So all these things, he had it clearly laid out for him how he needed to behave if he wished to rejoin the group. And since he wanted attention, he was highly motivated to follow these rules and eventually was able to move his desk back to the rest of the class and the behavior ceased. Now, as far as punishment, that is something that is used to make the behavior less likely to occur. So there are two types of punishment, positive and negative. Positive punishment is when you add something negative to stop the inappropriate behavior. 
And negative is when you take something desirable away to stop the negative behavior and replace it with the appropriate. So behaviors are put into four categories. Attention, escape avoidance, sensory needs, and tangible, aka rewards. So some of the behavior problems I've interacted with, with the disrupting of class or making fun of classmates, those are usually to obtain attention or approval from their peers. So if you take away the audience, a lot of times that behavior will stop. If they don't get the desired outcome, aka getting attention, they will retreat and try something different. Now, initially, you might see a drastic increase as they try to see what the threshold will be. You have to hold strong and continue to the ignore the behavior as long as it is not a danger to themselves or others. Now, the problem I found in the classroom is you have more than one student, so there are plenty of people to be the audience, which is where the functional behavior assessment comes in to help. It provides specific data and documentation of the behaviors, including the antecedent, so what's coming before the behavior, the behavior itself, and the consequence or the result of the behavior. Once the behavior has been hypothesized, the intervention has been suggested with the team. The data can be collected, evaluated in order to collaborate with the team and discuss preferred outcomes. As a team member for the child, the teacher is providing direct observations and documenting the behavior throughout the day in a clear and data-driven way. Now, in order to obtain a useful FBA, it must be data-driven and team-oriented. All members of the team will fill out questionnaires, surveys, and they will assess the student's behavior and describe the behaviors in order to categorize the main behaviors of the child. Now, if the child has multiple inappropriate behaviors, it may be required of the team to focus on the most detrimental behaviors and work on replacing those before moving on to the less intrusive behaviors. Once the team has decided on what behaviors need to be addressed, the data will be collected through direct observation and feedback. All in all, there have been many behaviors I've personally observed in my teaching career, anywhere from elopement to aggression, um, hitting, kicking, biting, self-injury, disrupting the class in any way possible. And I've learned a lot of reinforcements to use um, to help with problem behaviors, some working immediately and others, well, we had to come back to the table and the team had to discuss it and kind of figure out what was going to work best. The most important thing for teachers to remember and parents is that every child is unique and all of them have unique needs. But also, we really need to remember that behavior is a form of communication and we need to figure out what this child is trying to communicate with us so we can help to change it and make the child more successful in their educational setting. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day.